He is the modern day Don Nealon. But Don Nealon's mountaineers enjoy walking in where angels fear to tread. He's bought into the program. As the hills of West Virginia resound with the sounds of going through football. It is a great night to be a mountaineer wherever you may be. Let them know. Leave no doubt tonight. Leave no doubt tonight. No doubt. They shouldn't have played the old gold boot. I was watching the ESPN today and they showed a little thing about uh, our game tonight in the poll. And the whole U.S. was covered in red. And the only state, the greatest state in the nation, was covered in blue. That was West Virginia. And that's why we won this game. Trust the climb. And now it's time for the Country Roads Webcast. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads Webcast. As always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz, joined by my co-host, Steven. How's it going, everybody? No Bradley today, but, you know, he's always with us in spirit. But this will be the final episode here of Season 4. Can you believe it, Stephen? Four seasons done here on the Country Roads webcast. Be kicking off season five with our next episode as the season approaches. Uh, we'll have a season five kickoff show most likely, and then the season prediction roundtable before the pit preview. But uh, can you believe it already? Season five coming up. It's hard to believe we've been doing it that long already. Man, it really it really doesn't seem like we've been doing it that long. And honestly, it seems like just last season we were doing it over, over a telephone call instead of something like this. So. Yeah. We've came a long That's way right. from from the way we began this show, which a, a lot of our listeners, if you've made it from that, if you've been with us since the first part of this show, I'm, for one, I'm very, very humbled <laughs> that you've followed us that far. But yeah, absolutely, because uh, some rough, rough stuff there in, in the early days. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, yeah, it's I actually was, flown uh, by, and yeah can't believe we're about to start yeah. season five i know season five it was, it was uh 2018 i think um it was early august uh started it with uh preview and stuff and then me and you went through the schedule i think it was like one of the maybe the third episode of the podcast and then started having you on regularly after that and then bradley came along either later that season or the following season so yeah i'm in 2018 2019 2020 2021 in the books and looking ahead to season five in 2022 so uh it's crazy here country roads webcast uh moving on we're going to talk some off-season things like like i said this final episode of season four we'll kind of wrap up some off-season stuff with you know the unofficial kickoff to the season always media days and we'll discuss big 12 media days in this episode and of course get into some conference realignment talk as well as some other things and of course mountaineer news as always but before we do that like we always like to start this with some off off topic babble. Steven, what's been going on? Watched anything good, seen anything good, read anything good, anything in your life you want to talk about? Uh, just whatever, you know. Just kind of have a have a little conversation here, just shoot the shit a little bit, you know. Well, guess off topic from WVU, the two main things. Uh one I know that you you have a co-interest in and that's Stranger Things. If uh oh. if you haven't either heard of it or watched it, you've been living under a rock, but if you haven't seen it, you need to watch it. And if you've watched it, let us know what you think about it. I, I really, I'm looking forward to season five. I know you probably are too. I am, but it's also feel always because it's going to be wrapping up, you know? Yeah. But I also feel like it's going to bring a lot of answers. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a lot of things Hannah's been throwing my way. It's kind of blowing they my mind. They set it up perfect. Like, they set it up really well for the for the fifth season for sure. The way they tied everything uh, together from you know all the way on. Absolutely, I, like I was kind of confused halfway through the season though. I was like, this is kind of different. But I guess yeah, we'll they, go with the it. way they they just brought it yeah. home and then but the, like they left it open still, like they tied everything up without tying everything up, but setting up like. More, I'm not trying to get. It. I'm trying to keep it like spoiler free as much as possible. I was, try, I was gonna say I don't want to say nothing that's gonna spoil it for any viewers. Yeah, they've uh, they've set it up. They set it up very interestingly for for the final season for season five. That's for sure. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah. Anyway, I loved love Stranger Things. Definitely a fan of that. The other thing I watched was uh, I watched Thor yesterday. 
Oh, I still haven't. I haven't seen it yet. I've heard like I've seen a lot of mixed reviews on it and everything. What 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 did you yeah. think though? What what was your opinion? Uh, my opinion on reviews is that people. I don't. Man, I I swear I have like I either just have the opposite opinion of everyone else, or reviews just don't matter anymore. Because I swear every time I I see a review that's like this movie sucks or like it gets so many like so much percentage on what rotten tomatoes or whatever i i more times often than not you know end up liking that movie or show or whatever and then if it has good reviews a lot a lot of times i'm like you know i'm not that great i'm not that big on that you know what i mean yeah like there's a lot of things that i can think of that's music too it's not just shows and movies right it's it's a lot of things um but i i will say as far as the Marvel movies and the MCU, there's there's better ones. But I thought it was a good movie. I think that anybody that enjoys anybody that enjoyed Thor Ragnarok will enjoy Thor Love and Thunder. We'll say that. Was the uh, CGI bad in it? Because that's what I heard a lot of people complaining about. Was the CGI looked really bad? A lot of the effects. I'm gonna throw myself under it? the bus. I'm gonna throw myself under the bus. You know what? I'm gonna throw throw us both under the bus. I had to watch it. I was watching it on a Cody. So. Oh yeah, the, uh, so yeah. The yeah. quality so wasn't the quality. that great. Yeah. Speaking of the devil, I understand uh, that. You know, no, see, I, well, that's why a lot life, of the times. But yeah, could you come over and help care. fix fix the fire stick? I only got one that's working right now. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll have to get that other one, <laughs> other one working then. Yeah, that's that's why. Like me, I either go, if it's something I really want to see, I'll go see it in theaters. But if I don't get a chance to, I try and wait like until. Um, it's either like to rent on Prime or something because then if you wait till it's like then, then they'll have a good quality stream on the Fire Stick and shit. Usually, like yeah, um, by by that time. So, um, but I, I haven't seen Thor yet. I still want to. I might. I'm probably gonna wait and catch it. You know, on Fire Stick or something like that at some point. Uh, there's a couple things I want to see that I haven't seen yet. Uh, since we last recorded, I did finally see Top Gun Maverick. Loved it. One of my favorite movies of the year. Um, it's in my top three. I think I got a third right now. We'll see where it ends up at the, on the, at the end of the year on my list. I you know, like to rank the movies as I go. There's an app called uh, Letterboxd. Uh, if you're on there, follow me on there, JC Cruz. But it's pretty cool. You can make lists and, and everything like that. It's basically like social media, but only for movies. You can do reviews, make lists, stuff like, stuff like that. And I like I always make a list of the movies I've watched the year and rank them. And you can, you know, I like to do rankings and stuff on there. So, uh, But Top Gun Maverick's definitely up there. Really loved it. Uh, great. Uh, I know the black phone. I've heard a lot of good things about that. I want to see that. I haven't got to I want to see Thor, but coming out this week is a uh, Nope. Jordan Peele's new movie. I'm excited for that one. I loved get out. Loved us even more. I know most people love. Is it going to be along the lines of going to be along the lines? Yeah. I mean, out? it's, 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 it's horrors, but he's like more sci-fi one more horror sci-fi this time. It's like about alien and alien invasion type deal. I believe it looks, uh, I'm, looks pretty interesting. Though, so I'm excited for it. Yeah. yeah, Get Out was really good, so I'm I'm impressed by his director skills so far. Get Out was good, and Us, man, I don't know, I love that movie. I went and saw it like two or three times in theaters. It just made me think a lot. Like It was one of the movies that had me looking up theories and stuff afterwards for like a month after I watched it, so I really liked it a lot. I mean, I loved Get Out, too. I think they're both great. I think Jordan Peele's like one of my favorite writer-directors like working today, not like all time, but definitely working today, so I'm excited to see it. I'm hopefully going to try and catch that. Uh, this weekend but uh, other than that uh, life news I did get engaged uh, so that was a uh, that was a big thing absolutely big congratulations news, so. I was gonna let you break yeah, that news finally. I didn't want to do that for you yeah taking the taking the plunge right <laughs> you know going for it so that's uh, hey, coming up in the future that'll be happening but um, well, you know, other getting than that, no younger getting dog, excited so. yeah exactly exactly figured it might as well but better late than the never right but uh that's true so that that's in the works but you know been getting excited about the season and stuff coming up for sure and one of the things i've been like going back and watching like old backyard brawls on youtube i started like oh four oh five i'm all the way up to about to be like oh eight or oh nine i think now i have to check and see and then i also ordered this book off amazon i don't know if you ever read this uh the backyard brawl book john antonic wrote i'm like probably about 100 pages into it i'm gonna try and knock that out before the game too so just been doing some backyard brawl uh research i guess you could say and just getting hyped for the game also hey man you gotta let me you gotta let me get that book i'm gonna yeah. uh i'm yeah, gonna tell you what it, i've I'll been let you do it for sure i was gonna tell you what i've been doing and a lot of people might hate on me for this but i'm gonna tell you my reason why 
I've been what doing the it? same thing you've been doing, and I've been going back and I've been watching some of these pit games, these prior backyard brawls, right? Yeah. A lot of people stay away from 07. Dude. I don't shy away oh from my it. God. I, listen, you know I, no, let me Do you want to know why? I was, about to, no, I was just about to say that because that's the game I'm on right now. Like, I've, been, I've watched 05, I watched 06, and I'm on 07, but I didn't want to say it because I was like, I don't even want to bring it up on the podcast. But I listen. started it and fell asleep. So I was like, but that's literally the one I'm on right now as, as I go back through them. So, and it's going to be the first time I've watched it since then, since like, December 1st, 2007. So I just didn't want to bring it up, but hey, since you did, I had I had to mention it now too. This is the so first time that though. I've watched it interrupt. since, but this is the reasoning why. We haven't played Pitt in a good long while. I don't need fuel to the fire. I know that. As much as my bones bleed blue and gold, I hate Pitt. I've learned, I've learned over time that there's times that I can root for Virginia Tech. Never when they play West Virginia, but you know, I've learned a brotherly love, if you will, for for that school. And it's more of a friendly rivalry, more so with me now. Pitt will never have that respect within me. I have never seen – I've never been to a Pitt game where Pitt fans – I met a Pitt-West Virginia game. I've never been to a game where not one person has been respectful, ever. Every game that I've ever watched live, every game that I've ever watched on TV, every game that I've ever been to has always been associated with arguments between Pitt fans. I can tell you a story. I can tell you multiple stories. Most of them you know about fans oh, yeah. and how they acted. And you can say what you will about West Virginia Starting fans. Fights, and the of third, course, trying to start fights, all that. I will never have any respect for Pitt or that program. I watched the 2007 game because that was the first year that we had season tickets, and I've said that multiple times on this show. But for personal reasons, more so than a lot of Mountaineer Nation, I hate that game with a a strong desperation, if you will. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I watched that game, and I'm going to watch that game again the night before we go up there. So that I can scream with every ounce of hatred in my body during that whole game. I love it. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm I mean, I'm working on it too. I'm going to be watching it here. You know, probably either tonight or tomorrow, finishing the rest of it. And um, yeah, so that's be the first time I've watched it since then. Also, so at least we're both got that in common. And like you said, we are both going to be at the game. Uh, I think Bradley's going too as well. Uh, but yeah. uh, me and Steven going. And uh, that's like the interesting thing is this is going to be the first time I've ever seen the backyard brawl live in person. Actually, I mean I've been going to WVU games since you know what 2003, 2004, or whatever. Yeah. And then you know Long more time. regularly with you since you know around you know 08 or so. And uh, but I'm just uh, never got a chance to go to the backyard brawl as one of them. Uh, this will be the first one in 11 years, and uh, we're heading up to Pittsburgh to catch that. So I'm super excited about that for sure, and uh, it's going to be. It's going to be an interesting game and uh, a lot of hatred. Uh, as we said, 07 is the one that stands out. But West Virginia has had recent success against Pitt when they've played them. Um, like I said, it's been 11 years where West Virginia's won. We haven't the last lost three. since, have we? And uh, I think we lost the year after, but then didn't lose since because I know we've won the last three and then we've won seven out of the last 10. So uh, it was those two. And I think that beat us in 03 or 04 was the other one that was in the last whatever or something. Like I can't remember. But, uh, yeah. Nope. So uh, yeah, it's gonna be, be it's gonna be interesting. But um, anything else uh, off topic, basketball wise, uh, you want to touch on before we uh, get into some uh, Mountaineer news? Is there something I should be mentioning? Uh I'm off the top of my head. I can't. I can't think of anything. But I feel like there's the something note. I'm forgetting. There's always like there's something I'm always like I'm gonna tell tell talk, talk to them about this when we record the podcast, and then um, I never think about it. Then when I'm editing, I'm like shit. I feel like the same thing. I do the same thing, and I'm always like, I meant I meant to say that. That would have been good. And then I always forget. So yeah, I know how that goes. But uh, anyway, oh, also, oh, uh, that's that's what I okay, was gonna go ahead, say. Go ahead. All right, good, good. Hans Field. Hans Field not being Hans Field. That, uh, that's what I'm Akersher, most upset about. Stadium, you about. mean? Yeah, yeah. That's really what I said. I said, fuck, I said, I said, 
yeah, I said fuck calling it anything but uh, Heinz Field. I'm still going to call it that, as probably most people are. But yeah, I've, I might bring a ketchup bottle and just hold it there. That way, whenever I take pictures, it could just like I can I angle it right to maybe that's, make it look like that's like the first thing I texted y'all in our group in our group text was like uh, um, going to Heinz Field or so. I thought not going to get to see the giant ketchup bottles or no giant ketchup bottles for me, whatever it was, something like that. But because I was like, yeah. Damn. Yeah, well, oh, well, I feel like that every time I get to go to a stadium, something like that happens. Like when I was going to go to when we went to the Gator Bowl, they changed it from the Toyota Gator Bowl to the Mikey Car Care or the Mikey or uh, what was it? Was the Mikey Gator, Gator Bowl? It was something. It was some other type of Gator Bowl. Kanika Minolta. Yeah, That's what it was. Kanika oh, yeah. Minolta Gator Bowl. That's what it was. That's I knew right. it was something strange. Yeah, that's right. They all, man, they're always changing up those sponsorships, and it's always they're getting weirder and weirder as time goes. How it, there's like a million. I did games. get to go to the Orange Bowl before they changed it to the Hard Rock Cafe Stadium. Oh, nice, and, nice. Thankful that I got because I got to go to the Orange Bowl when they beat Clemson. I'm jealous of that. That was a, that's a great one to be at. But uh, we've been at some great ones together, so hopefully the pit one's an, another great one that we'll be able to jot down Absolutely. in our history books. And my first uh, live backyard brawl hopefully is a win, and you know West Virginia could get the first win in in the uh, newly named Acrisher Stadium, aka Hinesfield. Hey, and one of the first wins of the uh, the young college football season. So, and as we yeah, found out so. this morning, uh, they could be doing that on primetime television on ABC. Uh, college uh, game night. day, yep. College game day, as uh, coming into uh, Pittsburgh. So special Thursday edition, an hour and a half before kickoff, a show, and then of course they'll be doing the halftime part is two, part two. So uh, West Virginia part of the first college game day of the season. That's what I said when you know I put out a video, a little update video on it for our, on our uh, YouTube. You know the little news update videos I, I drop occasionally and. I put out one of those, and that's one of the things I was talking about on it was all the storylines going into this game. You know, the USC quarterbacks and former offensive coordinator, the first backyard brawl in 11 years, the first game, you know, of the season, essentially, you know, one of the uh, – as far as power fives and stuff's concerned. And then now the first college game day of the season as well. So just an immense storylines with this game. So it's it's really big for West Virginia, I think. If they can come out with a win in this one, it's going to be huge. Yeah, the only thing that I worry about with this, and I don't mean to jinx anything, of course, but the only thing I worry about with this is, you know, with so so much hype going into the first game of the season, you know, West Virginia's got to turn around, you know, right after that, and they have kind of what what you might, you know, we might get off topic and get too much into the roundtable discussion if I get too far <laughs> into this. But. I know, I was about to say, um, pit preview still, you know, a few weeks away, but, you know. Yeah, but I just, but I just afraid that. To talk about. You know, you know, just you just mentioned how many storylines and everything that's going going into it. You know, with it being the first time we're playing Pitt in years. You know, we're playing like you said the first. I don't know if it is the first game of the of the football season, it, um, but if not one of on a Thursday night prime time with college game day, I hope that it doesn't create too much of a, you know, an atmosphere to where they get. You know they they expend too much energy and 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 emotion on that game and didn't get caught up and right. God forbid the next week, but then again in two weeks against uh, Virginia Tech, you know they got because our schedule is going to be pretty much every single week this year. It's going to be a tough opponent, so West Virginia's got to oh, be yeah, able absolutely. to stick to their guns. That's one thing that I do worry about is getting caught up in in one of the games too much than the other. Yep, that's one thing I've been trying to temper my expectations a little bit, I guess, if you will, is one way to put it, just because I'm really excited about this team. I think they've got great potential. You know, everything goes right, could compete for a Big 12 title. I've said, you know, I think they could finish top three or top four in the conference. But also, there's a lot of things that need to go right for that to happen. And one thing going against you is this is a really difficult schedule when you look at it for West Virginia. Two power fives on the road in your first four games, uh, both rivals as well on the road, you know, two power five rivals on the road. 
And then your final four games are really tough as well. So if you can get through those first four games, three and one, um, you're I think you're in really good shape because the middle part of your schedule, I think a lot of those are toss-up games. So really it's the first four and last four that's really tough on this schedule for West Virginia. I have high hopes, but at the same time, I'm like, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. You know, this the conference is yeah. wide open. And when I say why not West Virginia, but also it's it's wide open so anyone could be beat West Virginia as well, you know. Yeah, I I think West Virginia has all the all the potential in the world, but you know, the the schedule doesn't do us any favors this year when you say that. You're absolutely right. But, you know, there's a lot of factors that go into it. I think that if we can stay healthy for the most part, I think that obviously bodes well for us. But I think that depth is one thing that def- definitely is going to help us this year. I think that I'm not trying. I'm trying not to read every into everything like I did last year because, right? You know, with the things that I haven't seen, like last year, it was all about how much better Deggie's arm had gotten and how much better the receivers were at getting their hands on the ball and running routes and stuff. And then the season came and none of that came to fruition. So with the things that I haven't seen, I'm trying not to get too caught up in, but, you know, talking about media day, you know, they're <laughs> Neil Brown says that there's a quarterback battle and we all know that that's a professional coaching thing to say, because if he's healthy, we all know that Jared, JT Daniels has got the job, right? Yeah, absolutely. We we would have anyone that's logical would assume anyway. <clears throat> that's something I've seen, you know. I mean, that's that's what gets me excited is is the stuff that I know for a fact that I've seen that we have is like if JT Daniels can stay healthy, sky's the limit for our offense, and yep and the stuff that I've heard about the different guys on our offense, like Bryce Ford Wheaton, I've seen him play. However, I still get excited about Caden Prather, but I haven't seen him play. So I'm trying not to get myself caught up in in the hype about that yet. You and Bradley, on the other hand, are so aren't on that. Y'all are already hyped up about him. <laughs> oh yeah. He's, he's going to be, he's going to be the probably future. rightfully. So I'm just he's, trying, I think he's the best one. I'm trying to hold back, man. I'm trying to hold back. Usually, no, I'm not. I get it. I get it. I can usually try to call it whenever I see it, but I just feel like I haven't been able to call. You know, it. I'm. You know, I'm hoping Sam James goes off this year. That's because that's the one. You know, I tried to call. You know, his freshman year and his freshman year, he was special and looked like he was going to be one of the greatest. And uh, he's had a solid career, but you know, not um, up there as much as I thought he would. But I think this year is the year he could go over. You know, thousand yards receiving and stuff potentially. So I'm hoping for hundred over hundred catches over a thousand yards. But uh, we'll see what happens. Well, I think OSJ and BF Dub, I'm, that's what I'm going to call them for the rest of the year. SJ and BF Dub. I like it. I think that's going to be uh, one of the top wide receiver, wide receiver duos if in the Big 12, but not in if not just in the Big 12 in the whole country. I think that uh, with the experience that both of them have and – the talent that they both displayed on the field, I think that sky's the limit for both of those guys. And if Caden Prather comes out and shows the amount of ability that everybody says that he does, that he has, and we've and we've forgotten about uh about the spring game so quickly, you know, Preston Fox. Yeah, yeah, that's hey, true. we could see some. We, we, we could see, see some hands see what he can boy do. out there, you know. So some of the some of those things that I have actually seen, you know. Those get me really, really excited. But like I say, you know, it all comes down to West Virginia staying healthy, as it always does. You know, a team like West Virginia that travels as much as they do, that's already fatigued. You know, we always get war and tour by the end of the season. That's always seems to be right. our Achilles heel. I think that, you know, I've all, I've been saying it for years, you know, recruiting and depth are, are the main things at West Virginia. And, you know, there's a lot of things, but I think those two, if we have those two things, we have a real shot at being a successful football team, and it's always seemed to to go that way. And talking about Pitt, I, I think that 
I think that I mean, we always use this term, I feel like, but I, I really do feel like Pitt is always a barometer game. It always is. Yeah, it is much like Unless Maryland. it comes at the end of the season like a no seven, but we're not talking about that anymore. I'm done. Yeah, we've uh, we've given it enough spotlight. But uh, uh, anyway, um, off-topic babble segment, and somehow we still find our way to talking about uh, WVU football, but that's just kind of how it goes for me and Steven as a whole. That's kind of the whole point of Country Roads webcast and why the CRW podcast is a thing pretty much is because uh, we talk about WV football way too much. So we needed an outlet to do that. So uh, here we are, and, of course, we find our way uh, back to it again. But uh, that being said, let's hop into the uh, Mountaineer News uh, segment. All right, so uh, Mountaineer News segment, we usually provide the recruiting news, basketball news, and football news. Uh, no Bradley here for this episode, so uh, no recruiting news, but we'll get you that uh Next episode that we get here on the uh, when we're on the season five uh, side of things with the season five kickoff show of the CRW. But uh, for now, we will bring you some football news and some basketball news. Uh, Stephen, I'll let you kick it off with the basketball news because I've got some football things. I'm sure we'll want to discuss uh, more deeper when it comes to Big 12 media days and stuff like that. So uh, that being said, take it away with uh, any basketball news you got for us. Uh, not really too much being in you know the dead middle of summer. Um, to be honest with you, the uh, the basketball recruiting has slowed down quite a bit. Uh, on the other hand, Best Virginia, the uh, the alumni team for West Virginia, is going to be playing in the TBT, the, the basketball tournament, coming up on the 24th in Charleston. So if you are free and want to go see any of the alumni guys playing in that tournament, you should probably go get your tickets because I'm sure they're going to sell out pretty fast. They usually do. Uh, but um, with that team, they added Devin Ebanks to it, so. I was pretty excited to hear that John Flowers and and everybody's been posting videos on on uh, Instagram and other social media and stuff. But uh, yeah, that's pretty much all I got for the basketball squad right now. Very well, uh, there it is. The Mountaineer basketball news for you, and we'll have more uh, coming up on that as they approach the season as well. And look out for the CRW hoops. Uh, podcast coming back here as we get uh closer to basketball season you know later in the uh fall months there so uh been looking for that but appreciate steven delivering the basketball news that being said uh football news wise definitely got a few things that uh we should touch on that we hadn't touched on and uh we can uh get into a discussion on some of them but i'll run down a couple of them real real quick here football news wise JT Daniels was named to the Maxwell Award watch list and uh, the Maxwell Award, of course, given to the nation's most outstanding player at the end of the season. So uh, good list to be on and a uh, good thing on your quarterback uh, showing up on there. Uh, the Country Roads uh, uniforms, um, of course, we can discuss those further here, Stephen. Uh, I put out a little video and gave my thoughts on them, but uh, definitely want to get your thoughts on those as well. But West Virginia will be debuting the Country Roads uniforms in the backyard brawl against Pitt. Um, For sure, that was uh, one thing. And then West Virginia selected eighth in the uh, Big 12 media poll. Kind of surprising, I guess. Kind of not. I want to talk a little bit about that as well with you, Stephen. Uh, We'll get to that. Um, Four Mountaineers on the all-Big 12 first team. Uh, Offensive lineman Zach Frazier. Defensive lineman Dante Stills. Cornerback Charles Woods. And kicker Casey Legg. Most first-team all-Big 12 uh, players West Virginia's had since 2018. And then, of course, uh, the big news in college football that since we last uh, kind of talked was uh, USC and UCLA uh, going to the Big Ten. And then, you know, other conference realignment rumors, uh, Big 12 and Pac-12 uh, not going to merge, the news came. So, likely the Big 12 may be trying to pick off some of those teams, though. We can talk conference realignment a little bit if you want, Stephen. But um, the other thing, you know, kind of the main topic of this episode we want to discuss is Big 12 media days, and we'll get into that uh, momentarily. That occurred about a week ago from the time we're recording this. So kind of the unofficial start to the season. West Virginia had, you know, some people there, those being Sam James, Bryce Ford Wheaton, Zach Frazier, Dante Stills, and Charles Woods. So um, that being said, Stephen, um, of those things I talked about, we'll kind of kick it back to the start of that country roads uniforms. Um, I know these things debuted supposedly only going to be 4-1 game, the opener against Pitt in the backyard brawl. As we said earlier, a lot of storylines add brand-new, awesome uniforms that West Virginia debuted. Like I said, giving my thoughts to them, 
here on our uh, YouTube channel. If you're uh, listening on the audio side of things, be sure and check out our YouTube channel. We give some exclusive news updates, exclusive videos on the YouTube side of things. But uh, that being said, Stephen, your thoughts on the uh, Country Roads uniforms? I absolutely love them. Um, I think that my favorite thing about them is that they actually say West Virginia going across the chest. I can't think of a uniform, a a football uniform anyway, um, that's actually had, you know, either – either West Virginia or the, or Mountaineers going across the chest like that. You've always had either a logo, you know, incorporated onto the sleeve or on the shoulder or, uh, or on the, on the collar, but you've never had anything, you know, that said it bold right across the chest. So that's one of my favorite parts about it. Um, I really thought, I thought it was lightning bolts at first. Uh, but I love the fact that the attention to detail, of something like that. Yeah. Um, in the blue. Of course, they always they always include the Montana Semper Liberi on the back collar. And yes. I think that, Love that they also included the canary on the inside of the collar on this one as well. They put no they put the uh they put they the, put Q Country uh, Roads. Q Country Roads where the yeah, where the Montana Semper uh, Liberi uh, usually is. They went with the uh, Q Country Roads on the Country Roads uniforms, which is a nice touch. Yeah, I, I over overall blown away blown away by i love the helmets yeah i like the helmets too i like the uh the mix of the old logo with the new logo so instead of having wv yeah instead of having the wvu running down they actually incorporated you know the modern logo with it's kind of just a mix of the two which i guess if you're you know a fan of the the old school look then or the modern look, then then you're probably going to be a fan of this uniform. I think it's a fan. I think it's a fan favorite for a lot of people because of that. Because it's a mix of of new and old. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, honestly out of the, all the uniforms that we have right now, it might be my favorite. I really like the grays a lot personally, and I love Same. the golds. But one of the reasons that uh, it might be my favorite is because on the grays. Uh, you get the blue numbers with the gold outline, and on all West Virginia's other numbers, it's just a solid number not outlined. And I really like the look of you know either the blue out blue number outlined in gold or the gold number outlined in blue. And the gray is mm-hmm. the only one of our current ones that does that. And the, you know these Country Roads uniforms, they do that as well with the uh, both colors on the numbers. And I really like that. And as you said, the West Virginia going across, really nice touch. I wouldn't mind to see something like this as West Virginia's, you know. All, all the time uniforms. I know um, on the Section 304 podcast, I know I told you before, um, you know, off mic that uh, listen to that, they had the uh, one of the people that helped create the uniforms on there. And uh, that's what she said is that next year it is in the works that they are going to do a home version for the pit game next year. So probably be a blue version, I would guess, um, next year. But uh, I'm, I know West Virginia will probably be, you know, due for another uniform change, uniform set from Nike here on the next two to three years. So I think this is a design they should look at to maybe do something similar along these lines uh, for the next set. And uh, I think everyone would be really pleased if they did. See, I, I'm, I actually, I'm a huge fan of the current uniforms other than a, a one certain tweak that I would make. And the tweak that I would make would almost make them a, a an exact rendition of the throwback uniforms, I guess. But instead of having the, the number on the shoulder up here, I would have the logo on the sleeve. Um, I I feel like if if we did that, I don't know. It still have a modern day look to it. You know, I think with the way that the uniforms are now, I would, I think that they would look very clean and they would look, and I wouldn't mind, a West Virginia, you know, or a Mountaineers going across. Now that I think about it, though, I'm wrong in that. I, I want to correct myself on one. I know that uh, they used to say, oh, wasn't what didn't we were shooting Marshall and them have Mountaineers on it? Yeah, yeah they have Mountaineers so. going across it right here, but, but it, was they, it wasn't small. West Virginia, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, I don't believe it said West Virginia, though. but it did say Mountaineers. Yeah, I want to correct yeah. myself. I do remember but, that. No, I, I like, I love the the current uniforms that we have. Um, like I said, but 
the white ones. Um, it's just I need some gold on the white on the white uniforms because there's see you get the white I'm helmet with all those. blue logo. You get the white uniform with the blue numbers and blue logos and all white pants. There's no gold on the white uniforms, and it's just. I know a lot of people yeah. say it looks like Penn State or something. I don't really think it looks like Penn State, but I I, I need a little gold on there. Yeah, personally, and I love the, I, I love gold. Gold's that. my favorite of our colors, though. So insane. I actually actually feel the same way. Gold is actually my favorite color in in our color scheme. But I'm actually different in that. I I actually I liked the the look of just the blue and the white sometimes. Okay, but I also see. I, it's not that I don't like the look of the the blue and the gold and the and the white. I think I, if we had an alternate uniform that was just a blue and a white uniform, or we had an alternate uniform that was just a gold and a white uniform, as well, you know, because a lot of schools they do, like Maryland, they have a red and a white one, and then they have a yellow and white one, and then they have a black and white one. I feel I feel like West Virginia could do, you know, a lot with oh, yeah. just the the I'm, schemes that they have. I'm still got my fingers crossed hoping for a black uni. I mean, they did it in basketball. I don't know why everybody acts like it's such a crime for us to do it in football. Also, uh, you know, it'll happen eventually. I think people need to, uh, you know, if people like coal so much. That's what color coal is. Yeah, coal and coal rush has such a good ring to it. I loved it when they were trying to get that going. Uh, listen, you know, I told you this back. in private, but I'm going to bring it on the show. Okay, so listen to this. I read a guy. I got to give this guy. I can't remember his name, but guy on Facebook gave this idea. So I'm not taking in the entire bit of the credit. But so the idea is this: West Virginia has a coal rush game with a black uniform or coal dusted uniform that appears black to the surface, with maybe a little bit of gray right. dusting to appear coal dusted. <laughs> At the beginning of the game. You know, preferably a really hyped game, a game that we need to be energized for as a fan base and as a team. You turn off the lights in the stadium. You can do it now. They've proved that you can do it. I've seen teams do it. Turn off the lights in the stadium. Have a beam of light coming from from the tunnel as if it were a, a coal, coal miner's helmet, right? And have them carrying like, like a light or something coming out of the tunnel. And Ooh, yeah, you know, have some that would be, real, real dope be music playing. Special, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, and have some like fog coming out of the tunnel too, in the in the midst of the darkness. You can't tell that's, me that would that's be an the hype. I would like to it'd see put, it'd wipe Inner Sandman off the face of the earth and set in terms of hype interests. I think West Virginia yeah, on an annual basis in the night game doing that. You can't tell me oh, that wouldn't yeah. be the most chilling interest oh, in college gosh. football. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine how bad that place will be rocking. And you can call it a coal rush. I I dig that. I definitely dig that. Yeah. Coal rush. Such a good ring to it. Um, Everybody can wear miners' helmets. Yeah. Absolutely. Get and turn off all the lights and just have everybody's uh, minor lights on. Mm -hmm. Yep. That would be dope. That would be dope. But uh, that being said, uniforms um thank ever almost universally uh, agreed upon a hit among the fan base so that's great only downside is that i've heard that they're not going to be selling them no plans to sell them but they are making a t-shirt version and they're selling mini version of the helmets so uh hopefully maybe when the t-shirt version comes out might have to get me uh get me one of those yeah i might skip the t-shirt i really wish they would have sold a, a jersey with this one you know because you know, you're a real big Jersey guy, and I'm going to get me one here soon because oh, yeah. I'm due a Jersey, but I really, really would have liked one of those Country Roads jerseys. Yeah, who knows? Maybe <laughs> I uh, would have bought one of those. Maybe you'll be able to find the uh, find the knockoff version. Maybe. Who knows? You know, I've been trying. They, they may do it. They uh, may not. They're not in a very big hurry on those. Yeah, I was about to say they may not do it though. Who knows? But uh, I don't don't know if the t-shirt version comes out. I may, I may get it. I've been looking for a shirt to wear to the pit game, anyways. So, who knows? I've been trying to find a shirt as well. I don't know what I'm gonna wear yet. I uh, tell you what, I did order. Um, 
I don't know if I told you this yet or not. I did order a uh, Country Roads webcast uh, snapback hat that I'm going to wear to the game. And uh, nice. you, you, listener and you, viewer, can get you a Country Roads webcast snapback hat or any other product that you'd like in our merch store. It'll be in the link um, in the description box of the video if you're watching on the YouTube side and in the show notes if you're listening on the audio side. Check out the link to our merch store. Maybe you want to get a Country Roads webcast ha- hat help support the brand, uh, but you can also get a shirt, hoodie, phone case, uh, mug, button, sticker, uh, you name it. So be sure and check out the Country Roads webcast merch store. Great way to support us. And of course, as always, if you're watching on YouTube, hit the like button. That's one of the best ways to support us. And then subscribe if you haven't already. Helps us, helps you, helps get more of this Mountaineer football content. Out to Mountaineer Nation. And if you're listening on the audio side, of course, subscribe to us on any platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, uh, rating really helps there as well. And we appreciate that. That being said, uh, continuing on with some off-season discussions, uh, conference realignment seems to be uh, the discussion of the summer for the second year in a row. Last year it was Oklahoma and Texas. This year, USC and UCLA making moves. Uh, Big 12, I think, is in a decent position, though. I think, you know, definitely better than the Pac-12, maybe on equal footing with the ACC right now. Uh, Big 12 and Pac-12 had been discussing a merger, but news broke just a couple days ago. Those talks fell off, and I personally think that's good news for the Big 12 because they can pick off some of those Pac-12 teams. They're the one in the position of strength. Pac-12 is the one left reeling, losing the USC and UCLA schools. So uh, Big 12, you know, rumored to add Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, and Colorado possibly. Uh, What are your thoughts on that, and what are your thoughts on conference realignment this go-around, and are you happy with West Virginia staying where they are in the Big 12 for the foreseeable future? Um, I actually, yeah, I, I, to the latter part of your question, I do, uh, I'm, I'm actually happy that West Virginia stayed in the big 12. And if you would have told me that a year ago that I'd be saying that now, I, I would have said that you're crazy because I've been, you know, really wanting West Virginia to get, to go to the ACC for a long time. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I think that, like you said, I think the big 12 has put themselves into a position of of strength right now. Um, I think that Arizona state, Arizona and, and Utah and Colorado will probably be very good additions to the conference. I think that likewise, you're probably going to have to go for, uh, you know, talking about some of those PAC 12 teams, you're probably going to have to go for some of the, some of the more lucrative schools in that bunch. If, if I were, if I were to imagine that scenario, uh, because what it's going to come down to, and I think we're naive to think otherwise. Um, I think, you know, we're all probably seeing it now, but we're getting to a point to, there's going to be the big 10, the big 10, the sec, and then who else, you know, who else? Because there's, uh, there's not going to be enough room for everyone to coexist the way well, that they have. If, you've if seen, those... I mean, it was the uh, power six. Now we're down to the power five. And now mm-hmm. it's just a question of, are we going to, um, to the power three, to the power four, to the right. two? I mean, you know, what is it? I was going to say, I mean, all signs right now point to power two. I hate yeah. to say that, but I think that the big 12, I will say this. I think that the big 12 is putting them in, and themselves in a very strong position to compete for a power three Um, because the ACC, I don't think the ACC is helping themselves in very many ways. Um, I think that Clemson and Florida state, the two, (coughs) I won't say most lucrative schools in the conference because they still got, you know, UNC and Duke. Those are very, very high end teams in basketball, but Florida's what make or I right. mean football's what makes the money, if we're being honest. You know. So Clemson and Florida State, if they eventually I know that I've heard a bunch of rumors going around a bunch. I have no idea what how much validity there is to the, any of them, but if they go to the SEC I mean what's SEC what's the ACC do? ACC's done then. They're done. ACC's yeah. done. That's that's why I keep so you know, a lot of people saying West Virginia match. needs to go to the ACC, and I'm like, no, 
No, no, don't. I don't know. I not don't right know. now. Think, not right now. I think Brett Yormark is. I I really feel confident after hearing his, him talk in media day. I think with his envisionment yeah. and the and the things that he's done in the past, you know, he can make big, the Big Twelve the premier conference to 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 want to play in within the next decade or so. You know what I mean? That's not so ludicrous to think about. I know with how the SEC has dominated the past, you know, the last two decades and that we've seen, it's maybe hard to imagine, but you know, no one ever knows what the future holds and, you know, changing leadership like that is, is a step in the right direction. And I'm not saying anything against Bob Bowlesby. I'm also not saying anything good about him though. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> right i just i don't know but, uh, i never really i never well, heard brett i was to say i don't or, uh, uh, i don't i don't have a high opinion of bob bowlsby but the one good thing i think he did do before he left was getting the uh teams that he got that are joining in 2023 the four teams because yeah. without that the big 12 would be in dire straits right now and that's why i think that we could say they're in a position of strength right now is because you know his final move you know, say what you want about the guy other than that, but his final move was a great one. Yeah. Yep. That's very, very true. I got to give him credit on that one. And if anyone doesn't know about Brett Yormark, though, just look at n- not the team that the Brooklyn Nets were, but the branding. Think about how the New Jersey Nets as a whole brand went from being very bland and very vanilla, kind of boring as a brand, to being – you know, I would go out and buy a Nets jersey, and I don't like anybody that plays for them, other than right. when Javon Carter played there. No, no, yeah, he did. He switched it up, and uh, I think he's a guy that, um, you know, brings a lot of different relationships to the table through his relation, you know, different avenues that he's been in. He has relations in TV, relations with sports people, relations with, you know, media people, you know, you name it. So, um, it's going to be really good for the conference, I think. And I think you're going to see the Big 12 making some proactive moves. A lot of people are talking about TV deals with these conferences. Who's going to be what? We know that ESPN is going with SEC and the Big 10. Now, you know, that CBS is done with SEC. People are talking about the Big 12 maybe for CBS. I know there's the big rumor with NBC trying to get uh, Notre Dame for $75 million and also – want to fill the rest of their programming with the Big 12. So the Big 12 could potentially, you know, go with uh, NBC or uh, CBS. Uh, ESPN and Fox focused on the Big 10 and the SEC. So uh, Brett Yormark, I think, is in a good position because not only with Brett Yormark does what, does not much training, but the Big 12 need to focus on, you know, NBC and uh, CBS potentially. But with Brett Yormark, who wants to get the com- conference, you know, younger, hipper, you know, something talked about at Big 12 Media Days, you know, saying they're up for business, he can look into the streaming services. Can you imagine, you know, um, if you go with NBC, uh, Big 12 games not only on NBC but also on Peacock. If you go with CBS, Big 12 games on, on Paramount Plus. Or even, you know, if he could talk to Amazon, uh, Big 12 games on Prime. You know, Amazon's already got deal with the NFL exclusively. Thursday night football games are going to be on Prime. So I think that's the next avenue that's going to be explored here. So far it's all always been really cable channels, you know, you know, some streaming services connected to those channels, but I think some of these exclusive online streaming services are going to get in the college football game really soon. And so having Brett Yormark is good for the Big 12 in that aspect, I think. I absolutely agree. I think that everything you just said is is a lot of the things that I got really excited about whenever I was listening to him talk. Is because, you know, <clears throat> you think about it, and, you know, that's the way that everything is moving anyway. You mentioned already, you know, these Peacocks, and Amazon deals that, that have already happened, you know, I, that's how I watched the Super Bowl last year was I believe right. it was on Peacock. Peacock you know, a lot yeah. of a lot of uh a lot of streaming services are going to that now. And I think that you know, for a long time the ESPN plus thing was kind of a complicated deal for a lot of people to figure out. And, and you know, to be honest with you, I don't use ESPN. I have ESPN plus just for those that exact thing is to watch the WVU games and there's times where I don't watch it enough and then I have to go back in and sign into it and it's just a whole rigmarole rigmarole of things whereas if we were on something simplistic like any of that other stuff you know you could just watch it on there so I, I think that there's a lot of advantages 
in terms of just the streaming service aspect of it. But, but I think that, you know, in terms of a lot of things, I, I think that making the conference a premier destination to want to be, I mean, think about how the sec is viewed as a, as a whole, you right. know, like everybody thinks about the sec as like NFL junior, you know what I mean? Like it's all about the way you create the perception of, of how the game is played in that conference, I guess, or how the culture of that conference is perceived. And it's a hard thing to do when you have a multitude of schools and everything, but I don't know. I'm really excited about the direction of things now versus where they were a year ago. Yeah, me too. Me too. And like you said, I think it's going to, uh, going to eventually be a power two or, you know, two super conferences, whatever you want to call it. It just, to me, it's just a matter of how many years away is that and how many steps are we going to go through to get that? Are we going to go down to a power four, then to a power three and then get there and how far away. But uh, either way for now, I think the Big 12 is uh, the best place for West Virginia to be in at this time and moving forward, um, you know, at least for the next couple of years, you know, the foreseeable future. But that being said, with this conference, uh, the Big 12 did hold its media days last week. Um, some interesting things that came out. We talked about your about Brett Yormark um, a little bit in his comments. Neil Brown spoke, had some interesting comments. We'll talk about that a little bit if you like. But just ahead of that, of course, the media poll came out which uh, traditionally is nothing but uh, bullshit, really, if you ask me. Uh, West Virginia was predicted second once, finished that year seven and sixth. I believe they were predicted sixth or seventh in you know, their 10-win season. Last year's champion predicted eighth, uh, Baylor. They were predicted eighth in the media poll. This year, West Virginia predicted eighth in the media poll. Neil Brown was uh, quick to point that out at media days as well, that last year's champion was also predicted eighth. But uh, – Media day thoughts, you know, we can touch on that a little bit in Neil Brown's comments if you want, but definitely wanted to get your thoughts on the Big 12 uh, media poll and, you know, you know, West Virginia, four, four players on the Big 12 uh, preseason team as well, uh, you know, if you want to touch on that also. But definitely uh, on West Virginia being underrated, I think we can agree in the media poll. What are you, what are you thinking about these Big 12 uh, media day stuff? You know, I think that uh... – I'll say that it's a shocker in one way because it's a shocker that obviously we as West Virginia fans who followed this are like, how in the world could they be eighth? That don't seem right. right. I mean, when, surely to God we won't finish that low. Also not surprising in the fact that they don't, I mean, they never give any any respect to West Virginia, especially if it's on a team that hasn't proven themselves on the field. So I think that, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of it. I'm a fan because it gives us what you call drawing board material, right? And yep. this is this is just the same old stuff for West Virginia. You know, I I can't count on my two hands right here how many times West Virginia's been disrespected in the media polls, not only didn't in the preseason, but during the season. You know, West Virginia's always Absolutely. gonna fight for their respect on every single level. It's always been that way and to be honest with you, I'm put people willing to bet that it's always going to be that way. So I just I think that yeah. West Virginia's got to use that to their advantage this year, man. I think that what were they? They've they've finished ahead of every every prediction except for one, right? Just about uh, one or one or two. Um, well, maybe three at most. But I know last year they finished where they were predicted. And then I know there was a couple years uh, during the Dana years. I think they finished below where they were predicted. Um, but uh, so other than that, yeah, I mean, pretty much every other time they finished either at or above where they were predicted. So that bodes well. And I think, like I said, four uh, players on the first team all conference, you know, that should tell you something right there. The most that West Virginia's had since 2018, which was their last, you know, really good season. You know, they should have been in the Big 12 championship game that season so i think people are definitely undervaluing west virginia and, and you know i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna rant for a second steven i got i got i gotta talk about this because here's my problem with it i've listened to a lot of podcasts um you know a lot of shows uh, college football live being one during big 12 media days with their coverage and a lot of these shows are doing these over-unders 
and uh, they use, you know, different sports books. But I know a lot of them use Caesar Sportsbook, and that's the sportsbook app that I use. And West Virginia's over-under for wins on there is five and a half. To me, that's a lock, easiest money I've ever made in my life, put some money down on it. But listen to these podcasts, College Football Live, these other shows talk about it. Everyone is taking the under. Everyone's talking about West Virginia's 8th, ninth, 10th in the Big 12. And every time they talk about it, they just they cite the same thing. West Virginia, their offensive line was bad last year. Their offense, and you know they're all coming back. Their offensive line gave up so many sacks. And then the other thing they cite, oh, West Virginia, they had so many transfer out this season. They lost their starting middle linebacker. They lost their starting D lineman. They lost their starting corners. They lost their leading receiver, Winston Wright. And the thing that they don't realize, was, was Winston Wright our leading receiver technically? Yes. But personally, was I ever that impressed with Winston Wright? I'm not trying to knock the guy, but no, I wasn't. A lot of the same thing with a lot of these other players that, you know, uh, Nick Troy Fortune was the one of the lowest rated players on our team in, in PFF. You know, I'm not trying to single anybody out, but I'm just, you know, making examples here. And with that, also, when Neil Brown first came here, there was 50-some scholarship players on the roster. So Neil Brown at Media Days made it a point to talk about we purposely remade our roster this year to fit the type of team that we want to be that we feel can compete in this league. And people's response to that and our fan base has been, oh, so what were you doing the first few years and stuff? And here's what they don't understand. The scholarship numbers were low when he first got here. So he had to play the players that he had. He didn't have the depth to be able to pick and choose and say, hey, maybe it's best you can go somewhere else. But now he's had three full recruiting classes. And this offseason is the first time he's been able to say, hey, maybe this guy really doesn't fit our culture. Maybe he doesn't fit the scheme that we're trying to do. Let's talk to him, tell him maybe it'd be best for him to go somewhere else. And with Neil Brown's comments at Big 12 Media Days, I think he realized that a lot of these transfers – were the coaching staff's decision to bring in players that fit the type of team they want to be, which is faster and longer on defense. They've done that. They've accomplished that. Neil Brown said he's more happy with the defense than he's ever been. He said the team's work ethic's better than it's ever been. The team's chemistry's better than it's ever been. The team's leadership's better than it's ever been. I think the culture's been really established, and I think this year Neil Brown has the type of team that he wants because he has the depth where he can kind of pick and choose and set and get to the roster that he wanted. And we're seeing – Neil Brown's plan that he put together way back when, when everybody talked about Neil Brown having a plan, we're seeing, starting to see the fruition of it this year. I think we're going to start to see it. So all these shows, College Football Live, all these other podcasts talking about West Virginia is going to be definitely under the five-and-a-half win mark, and they're citing these transfers and stuff. Have no idea what's about to hit them, I don't believe. Ran over. Yeah. Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> no, you're good. I absolutely agree with you. I think that West Virginia – Lost a lot on paper, but I think people read too much into the what happens on paper. You know, I think West Virginia has put themselves in a very good spot to be yeah. this year's Baylor. And I'm not saying that they're going to go out there and they're going to win the Big 12, but they have potential to do so. I think they have a lot of talent that they didn't have last year. I think there's a lot of question marks that we had last year that this year are not so much question marks. You know what I mean? Like last year... It was like, well, man, I hope this guy improves this much, you know, right? you know, or I hope the offense can play this much better. And a lot of that was untested this year. A lot of that has been tested. It's just experience driven. Like, I don't know. I, I think that there's a and lot what of has things been, that. And offense has been the issue the first three years. And this year they make the moves in the off season as well and realized themselves, you know, a lot of people want to say, you know, maybe Neil Brown was forced says, no, no. I mean, even other people around the program said Neil Brown came to Shane one, Lyons and said, you know, the I one thing you didn't good. mention, I can't manage time. this programming and this offense, you know? So uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Though. What was you saying? Well, I was just going to say the one thing that you didn't mention the entire time on that whole thing about the offense, mm-hmm. you know, in the past years, especially last year, who ran the offense? Neil Brown. Neil Brown and well, yeah. Jared Parker, some, I don't know, you know, there's a big back on that, but mainly Neil Brown. He was that he was heavily involved for sure. People forget we get Graham Harrell this year. I think Graham Harrell is a huge difference maker. I think that's the most exciting thing that I can think of for this season, in my opinion, besides JT Daniels taking the field is seeing yeah. what Graham Harrell's offense can produce. Well, I think the thing the spring is, game was only people a teaser will be excited for about either one, and we got both 
if you got either one of those two, people would be ecstatic, you know, and we got both. And the fact is people have been screaming for an offensive coordinator. I think everyone knows if West Virginia had, you know, even an a, a average to above average offense the past two seasons, they could have had seven, eight wins in 2020 or 2021. And so oh, yeah. I think looking at it, if the defense can be just as good as it has been, and they're talking about it could be their best defense yet, and if the defense can be just as good as it has been and the offense improves like it has, looking at go back and look at Graham Harrell, his first year at every program he's been, the jumps the offensive has made. West Virginia, like we said, there's reason to have high hopes. So, you know, I'm saying – I'm not saying West Virginia is going to win the Big 12. I'm not coming out here, you know, going balls to the wall 12-0 and 0 or nothing like that, not trying to be a homer guy like that. But I am saying – People are really miscounting West Virginia when they're thinking they'll be lucky to get into a bowl game. They're, they're miscounting the type of team that West Virginia is going to have this season. I think that West Virginia is going to have – I don't really know exactly what this statement means yet, but I know that it's going to be true because I feel very confident in this fact. I feel like there's a lot of key pieces in place right now for West Virginia to have what I call a memorable season. Right. You know, I'm not saying that that means a Big 12 championship or a national championship, but I think that this is going to be a truly memorable season for West Virginia football. And I think that you mentioned JT Daniels and Graham Harrell. I think that that's going to be a truly special duo. You know, you think of duos in West Virginia history, I think of Pat White and Steve Slayton. I think of, you know, Geno and Stepman. I think of, you know, Major Harris. And his feet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think, I think Graham Harrell and, and JT Daniels is going to be a truly special duo to watch at West Virginia. Yeah, it should be. Because it should be. It could be. We could be in store for a, for a special season. I'm, I'm getting good vibes about it. And I'm really excited about this season more so than I have been in four or five years. And, you know, that's a testament to, the way things have built and the way they're culminating and the way that they've handled this off season specifically, I feel like. So we'll see how it pans out, but I'm, I'm super excited. Um, that being said, um, no final uh, Mountaineer multiple choice segment this week since uh, Bradley's not here, but uh, we've talked conference realignment. We've talked big 12 media days, a lot of off season topics here to wrap up season four of the country roads webcast as we're getting ready to dive into season five ahead of the 2022 football season. Steven, that being said, just for our final segment here, um, we'll just both kind of take the floor, anything you want to touch on, whether it be something that we haven't touched on that you wanted to address West Virginia related or anything else as well. Um, just let you have the floor here. Uh, finally to close it out. Uh, anything you got. Uh, I don't really know about anything West Virginia related, but I'm truly thankful for everything we've accomplished on this show. Um, it might not seem like a lot to some people, but the amount of time and effort and hours that we have put into this show and money, even, you know, we, we don't make nothing off of this. You know, we do this surely for the, and we get nothing in return. Exactly. Yeah, we, we do this surely for the love of it. And like Cruzy said earlier, you know, we do it because we talk about this shit way too damn much on our own. We need an outlet to do, yeah. it, to do it to where, <laughs> to where it actually made sense to talk about it. So to actually yeah, have to annoy people, people less in our lives. Yeah, to actually have people that watch our show on a regular basis like you guys do, we actually appreciate the hell out of it. We can't thank you enough for it. So I just, yeah, I just want to say thank you to everybody. Well said, and uh, definitely uh, appreciate you guys that do tune in to the episode. You know, I think that this is one episode 128, maybe. I could be off on that 127, 128 range, something like that. Um, I'll know for sure, and you'll know for sure by the time you're listening to this, if I'm right or wrong. But uh, definitely, you know, hard to believe getting ready to kick off season five. Hard to believe that many episodes in the book, and I know – to most of you, we may be uh, painfully mediocre, but uh, as Stephen said, it took a long time to get to this level of being painfully mediocre because we started off uh, terribly shitty. Uh, so yeah, that's exactly you know, just right. Just climbing, yeah. climbing on up the ranks, right? 
Hey, you gotta. You, you know, one day, one little. day we'll be uh, we'll go from painfully mediocre to just to just very mediocre. Yeah, and, uh, and then we'll get to average, and and who knows? But uh, the thing is, we're just gonna keep doing this because we love WVU and love talking about WVU sports. So you guys can only probably gonna have to deal with this for like another twenty years. So hopefully, if you hate it, you know it's something you love to hate at least. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully by that point we know a little bit more about what the hell we're doing and what we're talking about. Because I know sometimes yeah. we just seem like we're rattling off the top of the head. That's because we are. We we're just we're doing this because we we need to get our Mountaineer football fix. Yeah, sometimes during we don't the summer we don't get enough of that. You know what I mean? Where we're going, we just go. Exactly. Yeah. During the off season, especially, you know, sometimes we have a topic at hand. Sometimes it's more, uh, you know, free flow. But sometimes those are the best episodes when you just sit around and. Like I said, shoot the shit a little bit. That's always fun. So um, I've enjoyed it, and I always enjoy it with you guys. And excited to have Bradley back with us to kick off Season 5. As I said, we'll have another podcast episode dropping soon to kick off Season 5. And then, of course, be on the lookout for our favorite as host usually every year, the Season Prediction Roundtable 2022 edition. We'll be coming not long after that. So we're getting close. Getting close. Yeah. Going to try and uh, get some special guests uh, in there for the season prediction roundtable. Who knows? Uh, definitely going to be uh, a handful of us probably. So me, Stephen Bradley, of course, but uh, maybe try and throw at least a couple more in there. Hopefully, you know, we'll see uh, what we can do. Got to get some uh, stuff together and some stuff lined out on that. But should be a fun season prediction roundtable, and hopefully it's our best yet. And hopefully season five is our best season yet. But uh, cheers to that. Uh yeah, I'm drinking water, but uh, still cheers to it. You know, season prediction round table coming up, earlier, season five coming up. So, you know, it's uh, something to look forward to. I really just need to wet my whistle, so it seemed like a <laughs> good time and a good excuse. But <laughs> um, that being said, um, if you're watching on the YouTube side, you see it there. Uh, but if you're listening on the audio side, we'll give it to you. Follow us on Twitter at WVU Country Roads, and you can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram there at Country Roads Webcast. If you're listening on the audio side, be sure to check us out on YouTube. If you're on YouTube, drop a like, hit that like button before you head out, and subscribe if you haven't already. Like we always like to say, helps us, helps you, helps get more of this Mountaineer football content. Out to Mountaineer Nation, and that's the goal always is to continue to grow the West Virginia brand bigger and better, and that's what we're trying to do here at the Country Roads Webcast as we continue to grow from the ground roots as well here. Looking forward to season five. That being said, for my co-host Steven, as always, I'm Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go Mountaineers. If you really want to know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those